Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Perry, the boater, Mike the Mariner. And we even have a special guest to help us navigate the latest boating news and information today. Her name is Captain Jennifer. She found a message in a bottle. And uh, I don't know, maybe she'll even read it to us on the World of Boating today. (laughs) Uh, Jennifer, welcome. First off, how are you? Hi, I'm fantastic. We're out here on Lake Huron right now. Nice. You know, so yeah, she's actually on a boat. The rest of us are on our little uh, cubbies. Closets, basements, <laughs> studios, whatever the case may be. Mike's um, on his boat. Yes. I'm on my boat. Oh, that's right. What am I talking about? Mike, Mike he's Mike, Mike the Mariner. Awesome. He has to be. Right. Okay. So uh, at least uh, we got one other person on a boat. But uh, but Cam Jennifer made the news. I don't know. The, that story about the message in a bottle thing that went viral happened how long ago, Jennifer? What about two and a half weeks ago. Okay. And, and it literally went viral because you found this message in a bottle you posted it up on like Facebook or social media. Next thing you know, uh, you find the owner or find the person who wrote the note, and it was like a hundred years old or something crazy Not, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was ninety-five years old. We found George's daughter. Wow. She lives. She, yeah, she lives down near Detroit. Um, she's coming up to see us in September to see the bottle. And oh, excellent! And, and you okay. found you found this bottle where exactly? In the Sheboygan River. Okay. All right. And, wow. and you were like just snorkeling around and came across this bottle. And next thing you know, bam, you open it up oh, like, I hey. My, I actually had my scuba gear on. I was underneath the boat um, washing my glass bottom boat windows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's potential- how they get clean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a potential scuba diver client on shore that wanted to see what it looked like to scuba dive. So I invited him down to check it out and, um, while I was down there, I finished the windows, and I thought, hey, yeah, I should kind of cruise around down here and see if I can find something neat to keep his interest peaked in scuba diving. And right. I guess it really worked. <laughs> How about that? Wow. Exactly. So uh, did the bottle have like a cork in it, and you knew right away there was something inside, or what? It did, yeah. The cork was badly deteriorated. Um, when I picked up the bottle, it was actually sitting atop a fish bed. Yeah. So when I picked it up, I could see the word this like stuck against the side of the bottle because there the bottle was about two thirds full of water. Oh, wow. So okay. Immediately I knew it was a message in a bottle and I was like, oh, this is yeah, awesome. But, so but obviously the, the water didn't ruin the, the message. You were able no, to read no. it. No, it was written in charcoal and the charcoal. quality was wow. pretty yeah. impressive. Did, 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 did the message say send more beer? No, I know this is. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I think it said okay. something about rum. No, exactly. Rum. It's yeah. 95 years Why old, Barry. The rum? Yeah. What? They had beer 95 years ago. Well, maybe, but Why they... is the rum gone? Yeah, exactly. Why is the rum gone? Well, yeah. was, was it a rum bottle or what kind of bottle was it? Do you even know there, Jennifer? Uh, yeah, it's a Moon's Emerald Oil bottle. I, I'm not sure. My son looked it up on the internet. It's like some sort of snake oil from back in the day. Oh, nice. <laughs> Okay, well, that, that might be worth money right there. But that's yeah. cool. What a cool story. Went viral. Uh, pretty uh, awesome little thing that you have to share for years now. And yeah, uh, kind of put you 
they put you on our radar, and it lo, it, lo and behold, Kendrick Patrick did some research and realized, like, hey, this lady has quite the uh, the boating business going. Isn't that right, Patrick? What did you find exactly? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the story about the message in the bottle certainly newsworthy, but as I kind of looked into, you know, you start to dig in a little bit, and uh, with Captain Jennifer and, and her story and her business, which want to make sure we get that out there is nauticalnorthfamilyadventures.com. And when I uh, had approached Greg about, you know, doing this interview was not even so much the message in the bottle, but the tours that you're running up there and how you got into the business and reading up on this boat that you had uh, specially built just for your business. And that's kind of the direction I wanted to take with the interview. Now that we're past, you know, the fascination with the message in the bottle um, is what you're doing out there on Lake Huron. What is it, Jennifer? Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this business. I started it um, about three years ago. My three boys and I actually wrote the thirty-eight page business plan together, and then um, basically it's a wing and a prayer. And it was just this is my this is my dream, and I'm actually riding on it right now. So yeah, we had wow. the boat made for the business. I searched around for some used glass bottom boats and didn't find anything that would be worthy, and so um, we. We, we found a glass bottom boat manufacturer, Newton Boats, out of Slidell, Louisiana, and they worked with uh, Sector Sioux Coast Guard and put this boat together so that it was adequate for the Great Lakes. And Next thing you know, here you, here you are on your vessel, finding messages in a bottle and taking people out boating and diving it's, and God knows what. It's been fantastic. Yeah, You're, you're living the dream, uh, Jennifer. I really am. I really am. We, we pitched the whole idea to invest Sheboygan, which is a like small-town shark tank. And we lost. Yeah. <laughs> we lost. We did not win. But oh, we had a private investor that was in the audience that actually contacted me a couple of days later and offered the money to get the loan for the boat. And so here we are. How about that? Wow. So was this always, uh, you know, kind of like the dream? Or was it just something happened in your life? Like, you was like, hey, you know, I got this opportunity. I, I'm going to change gears from my career and go go live on a boat all the time and take people out and actually, have fun. A little, yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, there were quite a few things happening in my life at that time. And um, honestly, aren't we all happier on a boat? <laughs> so. Sure. Absolutely. Life is better yeah. on a boat, I believe, is the yes. quote, right? Yeah. You bet. Yeah. But so. you, took a, you took a big dive to get into this. I mean. What do you mean? You know, you, well, it could completely change what she was doing before, which was a not a cushy job, but a a a, a job with, you know, with where pressure, you retire from. With stress. Yeah. Well, pressure and stress, but she had a job that, that if she stayed through it, you know, retired later and all that stuff, she went into something completely different. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, really took a chance jumping in like this. I, I think you're sure. you're wearing it well, though, Jennifer. So it looks like you made the, was, took the right flight, uh, float plan there. It was uh, an enormous leap of faith. I think at that moment in my life, the biggest lesson being pushed to me was faith. And so I took it. Um, and it's I worked out pretty good so far. A, yeah pretty big change in life and actually my brother uh, passed away about three and a half years ago um, ah. um, about, about about of about five months worth of cancer and i thought you know what it, you know it, that, that's kind of where i was going when i asked you that question initially because usually when you talk to people like this that start a new business and and go out and live the dream and then you hear about what they've done there there's something that's happened in their life that kind of made them wake up a little bit you know what i mean and it sounds like that applies to you fair Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. Did you always now, love the water? Oh yes, I've been driving a boat since 
three feet tall. So your parents got you involved in it early. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, my dad probably was fishing. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and so or, she, you t- or she was just stealing boats at three. Well, <laughs> whatever it takes. Well, so whenever we would go camping or something, I had my little... Like my little fishing set, I yeah. was back yeah. my boat into the water. So yeah, the other the, the other cool thing that I heard earlier is you mentioned that you had your sons involved in in writing the business plan. Yeah. Is that correct? Right. So so how do you so so you know now fast forward to the business is now operational. What roles are they playing in the business? So I have a little merchandise shop near to the boat. Um, we converted like a snowmobile trailer with shelves and we have t-shirts and, you know, knickknacks and stuff like that for, for our guests. And my 13 year old and my 15 year old generally run that shop. Um, we are doing five tours a day now Wow! when we're not That's... out here scuba diving. So, okay. What so what is it exactly? You're, you're taking them out boating, you're taking them out diving, snorkeling, whatever they want to do. It's kind of their choice. Is that the, no, light, the deal? Lighthouse Jennifer? tours, shipwreck tours, um, <laughs> It just depends on what they want to do. You let the guests all of the pick above. it. Yeah. Yep. Our awesome. typical day is five tours a day, which are the tours are about an hour and a half long. We have a historian on board that narrates the Sheboygan River and the lighthouses in the area, and then we go over three shallow water shipwrecks with the glass bottom boat. Nice. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. But then on the two o'clock trip every day, we offer snorkeling over the shipwrecks. Um, and swimming, you know, just get the kids off and have a good time. And, I like it. Um, well, Barry and myself are, are uh, scuba divers, so we might have to yeah, come yeah, up yeah. there and wait, uh, join wait, you. Do. Wait, wait, what's the water what temp? Is, we got to yeah, ask. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Hey, guys, what's the water temp today? 42. 42 at the bottom. Doing some technical <laughs> diving up here. Jennifer, one word. <laughs> There's not enough millimeters. <laughs> that's going to keep us uh, away from you, and that is uh, shrinkage. And we're just yeah, going to leave it at that. Okay. Freeze. Remember, yeah. honestly, water the, is at 50 degrees in Florida. Yeah, okay. Well. <laughs> honestly, the, the water temperature where we snorkel, is it hovers around 70 right about now. We will get up to the upper 70s. Have okay. you ever been down to Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, you know, uh, I spent some time in the Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure you knew what warm water actually felt like. <laughs> right. Barry yeah, and myself uh, belong to the warm water wuss uh, diver group in uh, Florida. <laughs> so, uh, you but know, but only, yeah, I've only dove the Great Lakes. So, <laughs> oh really? Well, we'll have to uh, compare Lots notes. Maybe you have to come our way. Three weeks. There you go. The website again, Jennifer, for your operation. If people want to reach out. Sure, it's nauticalnorthfamilyadventures.com. Excellent. Captain Jennifer, she got a message in a bottle. Cool boating operation. Go check her out. we got more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast hi guys Hello. y'all look great it's so good mm-hmm. to see y'all Likewise. Welcome to Hilton Head Island. It's Woo! absolutely beautiful. It it's so amazing. And so I figured what better way to see the island than on a boat. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boat around and at the crew. Uh, the Bachelor is in full swing right now, by the way. But, I yeah. do not watch it. Oh, you're a liar. I do not watch any of that. I, I, I know. I haven't seen any uh, boating uh, activities yet with the uh, Bachelorette and her cast of uh, man meat. But uh, I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? I'm just saying. That's, that's, that's Did what's you apply for the show? I, I, no, I'm married, Mike. Come on. I have to watch it because my wife and daughter make me. And then I report to you so you don't have to. And you're Thank welcome. You. I All appreciate right. it. Okay. So enough of that. Um, uh, Patrick, what else we got? There's, there's some big boating news I think we have to uh, chat up uh, chat up today, don't we? There is always big boating news, but we're not going to talk about Barry's fascination with super yachts. Um, <laughs> if it isn't built, it doesn't exist, he said. That's right. That's, you don't get to hold the title of world's largest super yacht until... It has officially launched. Explain. Right. What, do you, what do you mean? Well, because in the pre-show meeting, uh, somehow Barry was talking about, you know, the, what's the world's largest super yacht. Yeah. And then he bought up this one that was owned. It's owned by 19 individual people. 39. Like that, what, at 39, even worse. Well, that, doesn't, that doesn't count. That's okay. a cruise ship. A floating timeshare. Got a, it. A, right. A The largest yacht owned by a single person not a company but a single person 
And that's the Azam um, currently holds that has actually since 2013. Um, I think it used to be Abramovich's eclipse prior to that. Um, so, well, Jeff, Bar- Barry Jeff. was bringing up, you know, Jeff Bezos's yeah. super yacht or his super sail yacht that's coming up, and right. some of the. Well, they're not in the water yet. They don't count. <clears throat> they don't count till they're completed, according to you. But, Is that right, I, Patrick? I, okay. They yeah. don't count until. Don't I, honestly, I don't think they count until they've passed their sea trials. And they've been christened with a bottle of champagne. The tender for yeah. Jeff Bezos' boat is going to be 246 feet long. That's wow. crazy. That's <laughs> the tender. I'm trying. I said, wait, that's three properties down the street. Here is 300. You know. Now, what what size is the tender for the tender? I don't know. All I know is because you know it's going to ha- you know it's going to have one. Uh, I t- yeah, I would assume it's going to have a ding. Is probably going to be a hundred foot dinghy. Because usually, what you're referring to, the tender for his super yacht, is going to be the one that carries all the toys. I guess so. It, I mean, it's 417 feet uh, for the sailing machine, and then the tender is 246. So I guess it tows the tender behind it. That's why they're getting that that length. No, this, it no, tow it behind. It. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the tender tows the sh- sailing boat. I don't no, know. The, how the, it works. the tender, the tender is going to act as more of a support vessel. Think military. Oh, okay. um, so it's going to act more as a support vessel and it will have all of it. It'll have uh, spare parts, machinery, things of that nature. Plus it will more than likely be carrying all of the toys, which means the smaller, Yachts <laughs> that Machine they'll use guns, to uh, that, that they'll use that they'll use to run around the islands and stuff because right. at some places you're not going to get that boat in to uh, a harbor. Well, you're, you're, if, you're, if this one gets built, it's going to be this this other one that's not Jeff Bezos, but it's going to be 728 feet long and it's going to have 39 what they call luxury condominiums, so 39 that's owners. That's a cruise ship. That doesn't. Uh, yeah, that doesn't again. Count. Greg knows more about cruise ships. This is true. Professional. And, and that wouldn't be a cruise ship. That would just be a timeshare yacht, I think. A well, fractional so I, I ownership type yeah, vessel. It doesn't, I don't think, again, I look towards, I'm a purist at heart. Um, I think we all recognize that. So it's got to be owned by a single person. With very deep pockets. With okay. very deep pockets. Well, well I, mean, I mean, there are lots of people that are true boaters and have, Nice. I'm not talking about super yachts, but just call it any boat that go into a partnership and buy. You know, they, maybe they on their own they could afford a, a 30 footer, but they they want a 45 footer and they go in and with a partnership, right? And then just get like factional ownership where they'll get like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'll get a chance to be able to use it for four weeks. Okay, but you don't get, get to weeks. then claim that you own the world's largest super. Okay, yacht you if own it's a part ownership of the. Uh, yeah. I, I own largest. the I own the bow <laughs> back ten feet. That's that's about all I can afford. I call the head because yeah. 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 of course you separate you, you separate it with painter's tape. That's right. right. Yeah, the blue paper, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, somebody's been watching old episodes of Laverne and Shirley. No WKRP. I have no idea what you're re- referencing, but whatever. Less yeah, Nessman's Les office. Uh-huh. Yeah, Les, yeah, exactly. All right. You would think a radio guy would know that. No. Uh, anyway, uh, big news that uh, came up on uh, the wires this week, uh, so much so that even Mike was aware of it. Uh, amazingly enough, Barry wasn't, <laughs> and hopefully he's pulled the story up. Yep. But um, this is 
U.S. senators introduce a GPS bill. Now, mm-hmm. um, you're thinking, eh, what's going on with that? Well, the Federal Communication Commission in 2020 made a decision to allow a satellite, a single satellite communications company called Legato Networks to construct a land-based industrial 5G L-band wireless network. Um, anybody want to guess the issue with that? Uh, let's see. The GPS uh, will be more accurate. Interference. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the well, if Can you go you into imagine? the article, yeah, it, it you know the interference and the the adjacent bands and and G, GPS signals are already extremely weak. Um, that's why GPS devices are so um, so cal you know calibrated, right? Well, that's why right. they're so expensive, but they've gotten cheaper. Mm-hmm. But yes, they do require multiple GPSs to get a fairly well, accurate uh, position. Here's the thing: voters rely on a publicly funded GPS system. I mean, we 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 all should realize mm-hmm. that. And this privately owned uh, GPS system, if it causes harm to the publicly owned um, used GPS system, the senators want to make sure that Legato is on the hook financially to make sure that um, they, if any, if their system causes any disruption to the publicly funded one, that they're on the hook financially to fix it. Well, it makes sense. It does, except that there was nothing in place um, to compel them to do that, which means they, they, they could construct something that could disrupt Mm-hmm. The one that the general public uses. Well, it's and not, not saying this would be their intention, but then we got to use theirs. Well, no, no, no. It's well, not. No. A, it's not a GPS no. system. It is a I network know. system. A network. Okay, we'll uh, dive a little deeper into this next on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater rounding out the crew. All right, so this company has been given, uh, have they been given the green light to put this GPS uh, system out there, Patrick, or are they just under well, consideration? It's, it's, it's not a GP, it's a 5, as Barry said, it's a 5G uh, L-band wireless network. Mm-hmm. But it, one thing I want to make clear Voice is, and data. is that, Legato is a satellite communications company. Right. So my comment about, oh, well, now you got to use our GPS system. Don't think that's too far off in somebody's thinking to where, oh, all of a sudden, uh, yeah, this isn't reliable. Hey, we got a fix for that. And they push that through Congress. Next thing you know, it's like a toll road, mm-hmm. you know, and we're paying for sat- for GPS coverage. Mm-hmm. Well, it's some... Uh- Weather companies wanted to do the same thing, trying to get rid of NOAA's uh, daily briefings and stuff like that, where you would have to go to private companies to get your weather and sign up for it. But that being aside, uh, what what they said was is uh, ver- apparently this company had somehow 
worked with the FCC where they would pay for equipment upgrades or changeovers for the government only. But right. everyone uses GPSs, whether they realize it or not. Uh, your cell phone uses a GPS. Uh, all the GPSs in the cars that help you get from point A to point B are out there. Your boats yeah. use GPS. I have some equipment that uses a GPS so that everything's tied together, locked in frequency. Um, mm-hmm. So they, what this bill is supposed to do is make it so that they're going to have to take care of everyone that has GPS issues. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully yeah, that'll it, don't, solve don't that issue. That that's a, that that, well, not necessarily. Well, we don't because, know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see how it look, unfolds. It's a, look, it's a safety thing. You know, yeah. every vessel. So I'm, let's say I'm traveling uh, down the intercoastal waterway in uh, Brunswick, Georgia, and this 5G system uh, interferes with my GPS, you know, and I and I, it's not giving me an accurate reading um, with regard to where I am in the channel. Anybody that's boated there knows that if you're outside the channel, you want wheels on the bottom of your boat. Right. You're going to find out one way or another whether you're in the channel, depending on how your boat operates or stops cold. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. And if the issues arise, they'll address them without uh, charging us an arm and a leg. But it's the government. What do you, you know what to expect, right? You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the world of boating. If you want a boat show girl, you got to get a boat first. Uh, but then, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you don't want one. Because <laughs> now you'll have two women in your life. But uh, to each his own. I'll leave it at that. I am Gregor, uh, first mate. We got uh, Captain Patrick buried boater Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew. All right. So uh, GPS, gotta, we'll, we'll keep covering this uh, 5G network issue. And you know, here's, here's the thing. This this is Senator Inhofe has introduced legislation known as the Retain Act. So if you are concerned about this, uh, those listeners out there, uh, and you should be, um, if you're using any type of GPS, um, contact your elected representative, make your voice heard, let them know that you know you support the Retain Act, um, which is, and, and you know, I, I personally, I. I wish they could have dialed this thing back because uh, if you were aware that giving them license to develop this could uh, and probably will cause disruption uh, with the publicly funded system, it should have been rethought. That's all I'm going to say before they gave mm-hmm. before they gave it the green light. Uh, I don't think they researched it far enough, um, and we're we are great about forming committees to form a committee, to form a committee, to look at the possibility of forming a committee to look at this possibly taking place. And this went right on through. The the issue is it didn't go through Congress. This was a, this was a, uh, a regulatory approval. Right. But now Congress has got to get involved 
to correct yeah. it, which mm-hmm. again, yeah. now we've just added another layer of bureaucracy. And yeah. if there's a disruption, how responsive is Legato going to be, uh, you know, and, and hopefully none of this comes to pass. But again, I would just say that if you, if you've got concerns about this, um, yeah. contact your elect- elected representative, whether, uh, red or blue. And, uh, because I, I believe this is supported across both sides of the, uh, proverbial aisle, if you will, yeah. um, in making sure that the GPS systems are, uh, protected. There yeah. you go. Someone's going to have to follow the bouncing ball on how that ended up even getting approved. You know, one company to go build this whole thing out. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there because that's there's... not this type of show. Um, <laughs> and it'll just make Greg really mad. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it, it could affect voters nationwide and everywhere yeah. in North America where this is going to be which, built. So, Which I know Greg and back when Bill was a regular part of the show, you know, with, you know, uh, when I talk about paper charts and doing chart work and, and knowing how to use a chart, uh, Mike, you've always struck me as a type of guy that I, I don't know if you do it uh, on occasion or if it's part of when you're going out to make a long trip. I know Barry's pretty uh, well-versed in doing chart work, but, mm-hmm. you know, nothing beats. I mean, if GPS systems go down and mm-hmm. if you if you had access to the old Loran C, um, good luck, and you still had your Loran C cards. Well, Barry carries a uh, sextant on his vessel, so. I wish I had a good sextant. You know how expensive they are? Yeah, they are, man. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, re- the real because, ones, not the ones that you put on your oh, desk. Oh, yeah, yeah, the real a, uh, ones are expensive, man. Hmm, I don't yeah. understand it either. They're not electronic. <laughs> no, because, because because it's a mechanical work of art. It's so precise because in you and that's one thing. It's still on my bucket list is to be able to do celestial nav. Yes, um, United States Power Squadron. Cool. You could learn that. No, I mean I'm. I want to get in. No, I mean it's, with it's it's not hard to do. But it, contrary to what you see in movies, the only time you really use it is either early in the morning when yep. the stars are still out, or late at night. Or at midday. That's how you find midday. Yeah, I always look for George Clooney. Yeah. Well, how much does a sextant uh, cost these days? Yeah. Uh, four or five hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. You can't wow. get a, like a cheap that, plastic one. No, just no, do that, 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 that's, for, that's, be, for, that's for a cheap one. I mean, if you want like a the high, you're looking, you know. No, I just want one grand. to throw well, in my zombie apocalypse, uh, you know, Tupperware container. You, no, know? For, you have to learn it. But actually, it's a fun thing to learn. Um, one of the things I did learn really quick is when we went to the beach to learn to try them out is I noticed a couple of stars moving and my instructor said, those aren't stars. Those are satellites. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that if you go out at a certain time at dusk, you can see satellites fly overhead. Now you can see the star links or the UFOs that that have been invading our, 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 they Planet come out of years. Atlantis, but yeah. we'll discuss that on the scuba show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a, a topic that I threw at you guys this week uh, was what trend in boating in the last 10 years do you wish had never occurred or you would like to see go away? So I'm sure you all did your research and your homework and you've got your personal mm-hmm. preferences. Barry's probably got a list. Mike's probably got a list. Greg yeah. is still trying to figure out what we were talking about. Well, you threw it at us, and I dodged. <laughs> yeah. Just in the, I ducked and missed so it I, totally. I have one for you. Okay. So, so I talk about this with other people too, and and I think uh, boats have become way too electronic. Now, I understand, you know, having the navigation system and everything, but 
touch pads and and you know all these things to to run critical systems that have you know a pretty high failure rate you know uh, if they get corroded or or anything like that so i'm a big believer in toggle switch technology i mean aside from the navigation my boat's a world war ii technology kind of a boat you know? right uh, Kick, mike, you know, mike you are parroting about everything that i've said on this show for the last <laughs> 10 years you know, si- simpler is better um mm-hmm. at, at times uh you know you give me a boat with analog gauges uh shifter cable throttle cable steering cable if something breaks I can get us back. I mean, if shifter cable gets breaks, I can get us back. If a if a throttle cable breaks, I can get us back. Steering cable, even, I can get mm-hmm. us back. When you go full electronic, you better have tow boat or or, or uh, you oh, know US, uh, sea tow yeah, uh, to yeah. get to but, get you home. Yeah, well, it happened to a friend of mine um, a few years ago. He had a, a newer uh, a cruiser, newer cruising. But I'm not going to say the brand. And uh, his entire panel, instead of toggle switches, was a you know like a, a touchpad to mm-hmm. to operate everything. Well, it failed. Uh, the the one on the left side of the steering wheel failed. And um, guess what they told him? Oh, we don't make those anymore. Of course, yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> part of the problem. And then there's there's they also have problems trying to get them repaired uh, yeah. because the manufacturers don't want to hand out the uh, service manuals to just yeah. repair companies. Uh, yeah, we couldn't all find up if you have those, especially if you have a boat that's got dual, say, glass cockpits. Now, now glass cockpits, which is a which is a actual brand, if you will, it's Volvo Penta has the glass cockpit. Glass cockpit mm-hmm. is actually made by Garmin, but it's a Volvo Penta part because it's programmed mm-hmm. with their stuff. Unlike the the traditional Garmin screens, if you have a outboard powered uh, boat that's got Garmin, but mm-hmm. the the panels that those garments set in to, to your point, if that model is no longer available and the 7612 has been replaced by the 7645 and it's uh half an inch wider all the way around. Now it's just not paying to replace two because, mm-hmm. but it's also now getting a new panel for them to set in or taking the one that you have and trying to cut it to modify, to to allow for this, the, the newer, larger one, to sit in there. Um, right. So it, it does get a bit problematic. Um, I will tell you that from a manufacturing standpoint, the direction that they've taken where you can make boating easier to operate and they have gotten, it's, it's a weird dynamic where the systems have become easier to operate, but customers are finding it harder to use uh, because you go into those Garmin screens and you can go so far into the menus that you wind up changing parameters. You wind up changing your fuel flow rates. You change your tank capacities. You have to be really, really careful and aware of going into these things, what they do and don't do. Um, electric, electronic battery switches, um, going to, you know, generators going away and going Uh to inverter systems and larger battery bank powers. It's the way that it's going. But it's all in an effort to make it uh, easier to operate, become more uh, friendly to the environment, so on and so forth. Um, but you know, there are manufacturers out there that still produce what I call, and I have always called, dumb boats, dumb technology, which uh, doesn't show up in their marketing material for those. Vessels. Not not under those <laughs> terms, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Barry, what do you got? 
Oh, nothing. Uh, well, He's got no, nothing. No, no. Come on. No, that's not him. true. This this is not a downer thing though. But this is <laughs> this is no. But this is the thing that aggravates me is when I go over to the sandbars and you have the one boat that has the gigantic sound system with speakers everywhere, and he that's feels just cool. That everyone yeah. wants to listen to the disco music of the day. Yeah. Well, that's uh, okay. Disco music. Of the day. Catch up with the '90s, will you, Barry? Come on. We're coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast man has always been drawn to the sea but it's an unnatural setting for us A place of great danger. Tides, currents, waves, wind, each presenting their own hazards, none of which can be ignored. The slightest lapse of judgment can be a mistake you might never recover from. But a good sailor doesn't fight against these elements. A good sailor works with them, using them to his advantage, while others less fortunate might be forever cast adrift, often in several pieces. He always comes home safely. 
I don't know if that's uh, good or bad. You don't you don't want to come back in pieces. Uh, so I don't know. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the boat around and at the crew. And um, you know, I I, I don't uh, I, I I don't know even where to go after that. Actually, it kind of derailed me. Yeah, that was Dexter. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll get us back on track. So, okay. Um, there are so many stories that uh, occurred this week, and if you want to get caught up, uh, check us out on Facebook, World of Boating, or at worldofboating.com. There's a, a really a great video of a boat ramp incident um, that I will not go into detail about. but um, uh, They're always fun it's, to watch. It's, it's, well, this, this one... <laughs> somebody got thrown um oh okay it it, it uh it, it, it funny but uh yeah. only funny because they weren't seriously hurt yeah well, so, it, then that it's but, hilarious yes uh, <laughs> i prefer i prefer the one about about this uh this transair b732 that ditched in the ocean off of honolulu oh, um yeah. the the audio transcript uh, the actual audio is there, and part of it is uh, air traffic control. The fire trucks are rolling. Pilot, you want to let the Coast Guard know as well? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's never a good. I, they were pretty calm trans- about it, though. They, they, well, they the, really the, were. The, the one pilot was. You could hear the other pilot. You could hear his because he knew. <laughs> He knew that, and they. And I'll tell you who was really calm was the ATC controller. She <laughs> she was spot on in directing them. And you know, do you want to try to make this runway? Do you want to make this airport? You know, she and then nothing, and you know that they ditched. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately, they were okay. But um, some interesting audio there um, to briefly touch back on the subject before break. Uh, boating trends in the last ten years that. Uh, we would have liked to have seen not occur or wish would go away. For me, it is the huge hull side windows. Uh, um, that that trend, which started, which didn't start, but is part of larger yachts um, that had migrated down to the recreational boats uh, manufacturing. Some of these huge glass windows on the sides of the hulls. They are frameless. Some of them are extruded, sit out beyond the hull side. Some of them have a uh, tooled-in area that they sit within. And it's all in an effort, of course, to give more light into the cabins down below versus the traditional portholes. Things of that nature were kind of limited. But if, as an owner of a boat like that, you have to be so aware of where you're docking, how what you're, you're wearing docking. when you're in your boat. <laughs> and, well, yeah, that too. If oh, you're but, wearing anything right. when you're in your boat. Exactly. <laughs> and boat manufacturers have put, you know, fender clip holders, uh, the, the receivers there to where, you know, you can drop uh, your, your protection there right over the side to help protect that window. Um, if the unfortunate thing happens where you have one of those, uh, uh, came in a little bit harder than you expected, or that was an unfortunate mm-hmm. gust of wind. But well, to, I'm to, not to, a fan of them. Not a uh, fan. Okay. To, to, to your point, uh, uh, a friend of mine on this on this very dock uh, had that happen to him, and he's got very large side windows. He was pulling in next to it. He was pulling into a dock side to, I think it was a fuel dock somewhere, 
and uh, he heard a crash, and it was one of the windows had touched one of the one of the pilings. That's, that's got to be a special window that's made for these boats, it, right? It, 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 it is just like windshields. I mean, they're they're made specially, but you know the 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 way that they are adhered because they're frameless. So the way that they are adhered to the fiberglass portion of the hull, the way that they're sealed, if the unfortunate happens and these you, you come in contact and they break, um, not only now do you have a huge opening in your hull mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. air conditioning um, that that's prone to weather, which you better get some shrink wrap and shrink wrap tape and you know cover it up. Uh, but now you've got the repair expense of that happening. And I understand why manufacturers, again, kind of following the trend from the larger yachts and people want that design in, you know, the smaller boats uh, that are more affordable to the masses, if you will. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist. I yeah. I just find them to be uh, a little too grandiose for uh, recreational boating. Hmm. Well, re- regardless of, of whether you like style or the way they look or whatever, functionally, there is a benefit because if you're, I mean, you get more use out of your boat. I mean, older boats that didn't have that might seem like a cave when you go into the cabin, right? And Mm -hmm. if you want to spend time in your boat, Moaning the passerbys without even having to go out on the deck. Exactly. I mean, come on, look at the bright side. It was all in an effort environment while you're mooning. (laughs) Exactly. Come on. (laughs) They're just responding to market... You know, we're responding to the market, I guess. So, I don't know. <laughs> I better uh, put on my Speedo. More uh, more windows, oh. more problems, according to Captain Patrick. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is, life better, is better as, as a, a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.